0: Hello, hello, hello. It is me, it is me, your True Hill Phenom SP3. We are back once again. This is the Pro Wrestling Spotlight presents True Hill Heat 69. Over. Hey,
1: 69, bro. <laughs>
0: <And> you <are laughs> the you're going to
1: be doing the thank
2: thing after
1: this episode. You know i Firstly, you know. we
0: got the, the lovely, the beautiful, the princess of all the True Heels herself, Miss Chrissy Love.
2: What's going on, peeps?
0: Then we have the, the one, the only,
1: the resident True Heel alcoholic, Top Guy JJ. Bottles up, bottles up, tap, tap, bottles up, you know what I mean? You know?
0: on this edition of True Hill Heat since we have already gave you our Wrestlemania 36 reactions we're going to be giving you a full ranking of all 36 Wrestlemanias yes we did the hard work for you and we ranked them from worst to best so that's what we're going to get into but first of all we got to tell you what we've missed we got to go through our top news and then firstly how we start off every True Hill Heat is with our True Hill roll call this is where we shout out everyone that's contributing to us on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, on the YouTube channel. So our top three conversation starters are True Hill Trinity is coming in at number three again. Is the New Japan Officiado James Wims? We got at number two the host of the Romeo Report, Romeo Anthony Cologne, and number one once again the Negro Buck Nick Jackson.
1: Yo, the is true Anybody ever gonna dethrone this man? Like, oh, probably not. You know what, this my man, man is- my man loves wrestling, and he loves the True Hills. Shout outs to you as always, man. Where? You know, shout outs to you, brother. He's a dedicated brother.
0: Uh, true Hills that we got a shout out. Hey, oh, Coach-
2: cheers! Cheers! Salud! Yes.
0: Cheers to you guys! Cheers, my 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 lens cup. I uh, the That's True Hills got a shout out. Shoe Else, we got a shout out: Cody Thornton, Daryl Lucas, Brian Bollock, John E. Marrow, Donald Newren, and Kayla Chetto. And YouTube subscribers, we got a couple of new ones and a couple of people that's commenting on a lot of our videos. We want to thank you guys for commenting and liking all those new countdowns and reviews that we got on our YouTube channel. So our YouTube subscriber shout out is for Kings as well as Dustin Noon. Both guys uh, commented on our latest
1: videos. So let's move right into what we missed. We I talked about we WrestleMania a, 36. I have a rookie's YouTube question, like a YouTube, there's like a YouTube for dummies question, and I'm one of the dummies. Is there a way to like get tagged when somebody comments on that stuff so we can respond? Because I never know when anybody comments on that stuff.
0: You just check the comments on the page. The, the True Hill Heat usually gets tagged in it. But yes, if you check the comments on the page, you usually respond to them.
2: Are your notifications open or where you, you want to be notified when a person, like, posts on that page?
0: Yeah, you have to make that... You have to actually go through making the notifications open for that.
1: Okay, thank you. That's why I just said this is a YouTube for dummies question. I was a dummy. novice. Made myself the he guinea was... pig. Yeah, I made myself the <laughs> guinea pig. Thank you. And you're welcome to all the other YouTube dummies out there that, that don't know that either. So I just sacrifice myself to look like the YouTube dummy for the rest of you guys. Sacrifice, yes. So let's
0: move into what we missed. We've already talked about WrestleMania 36, so we got to talk about the Raw after WrestleMania. I would probably say that Top Guy J.J. was wrong when he said last year WrestleMania 35 Raw after WrestleMania would be the weakest because WrestleMania 36 was like, hold my beer. It's not fair. It it's
1: not <laughs>
0: It's not But it there. is what it is.
1: No, I'm stuck on my call, that is
0: not fair. (laughs) is edition, Drew McIntyre defeats the Big Show to defend the WWE title. This was moments 20, 20 minutes after he uh, defeated Brock Lesnar for the WWE Championship. Oh. A lot of the footage was recorded before WrestleMania was even recorded. So, if you notice, certain people were uh, <laughs> not in like their WrestleMania gear, not like a typical Raw after WrestleMania, that's probably why and why oh. a lot of the footage did seem kind of old or not into like what was going on with Wrestlemania so any any comments on the Raw after Wrestlemania or Nia Jax came back exactly I think that's and, and Bianca, and Bianca Belair
2: Bel- Bel- I hate that no 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 because so, she's gonna get lost in the shuffle yeah, like, she, she still has so much stuff to do at NXT, I feel like they never gave her a chance, you know, I mean, yeah, put her with her husband, but like, I don't know, man, I don't, I'm I, i I'm, I'm happy, but I'm not happy at the same time, it's like a curse, you know what I'm saying, like, I don't know, man, like, I, I was really, really sad and happy, the debut was cool, it was cute, you know, her against Zelina, great, but
1: was it was cute, you know, the
2: debut was cute, it was cute, cute. like, the way Montez, I mean, he looks at her like it's crazy, like it's beautiful, but like I'm just Yo, very Montez pissed. looks
1: at her like he wants to fuck her every, every- minute of the day.
2: <laughs> Absolutely, and that's how. It
1: is. <laughs> and that's um, love, yeah, it should that's be. black love. You know what I mean? Like and she's you know, like,
2: "What you ain't gotta talk? You ain't gotta talk. I don't need y'all to talk. I'm good." But it was, it was very weirdly
0: blocked her debut as well, where she's talking to Selena Vega but looking at the camera, where Selena is thirty feet behind her. That was right, very, you know very saying? weirdly
1: like, blocked. It was awkward.
2: It's just it's a curse and, and a gift at, at the same time.
1: Hard camera and yeah, you know yeah. Vega and was the person away. The yeah, yeah. And you don't
2: know Selena's gonna fight because she has no like wrestling clothes, like.
1: You know, it all, all like seemed very telegraphic. Kind of like the production team is supposed to like put her on, or the cameraman is supposed to be in the right place. You know, like she followed the cameraman. So that's not her fault.
2: That she is, she is true. No, know. she, she knows she does know. what she's she doing. She right. Does.
1: Uh, whoever you want to blame for that, it oh, was just well. She can't go in the ring and then tell the cameraman you need to go away. There a way. camera guy <laughs> right by the ring. You fix that camera, or you tell that guy to turn around to the
0: other side. It's very simple, but right. we're not going to go into that. What was your thoughts, South guy JJ? I think we kind of said all the gists about Raw after WrestleMania. We kind of agree it's the weakest. What was your thoughts on the dark side of the ring, Brawl for Our Episode? If you guys haven't already, you can check out me and Chrissy Love. All of our thoughts on that episode on our latest review that's up on the YouTube channel right now. Top Guy JJ, what was your thoughts on the episode? It's slightly down from last week's New Jack episode, the it documentary. The last episode. Turns, it turns into another round of uh, Cornette versus uh, Russo, but also another note from uh, this episode is that former WWE writer uh, reports that this man contemplating the return of the of the tournament for the inaugural season of WWE NXT. So in 2010, we were going to see the brawl for all return apparently.
2: No. Wow.
1: Yeah.
0: 2010. That was, that was a strange time. They wanted Wade Barrett to win that NXT season. He was a bare knuckle fighter. So that kind of makes sense. But, uh, what was your what was your thoughts on the episodes, Hop Guy JJ? I'll
1: be right All right, yep. And so then to recap for me for for I mean the Raw one, just a quick note. So Brock and McIntyre did it at main event WrestleMania. It was Big Show versus McIntyre. It was taped for Raw, so stop it. Go on, <laughs> go with your thoughts on it, and then we can move on to to dark side of the ring. Uh, so thoughts on Raw or thoughts on Dark Side? Well, what's your thoughts on Dark Side? You're the one that mentioned Raw. We moved on from Raw. Uh, Dark, <laughs> Dark Side of the Ring just really just kind of emphasized to so let me believe that if Jim Cornette could fight, he would be a wrestling Hall of Famer because the promos and the stuff that he can that, that comes out of his mouth, if he was able to back that up with in ring action, he would be a Hall of Famer. He is a Hall of Famer. He he would be a wrestling hall, like a wrestler's hall of fame. He'd be in a hall of fame for wrestling. He is in
0: the hall of fame for wrestling. Not for his contributions. He wrestling. is. It is. is. Talk, talk about as a you, wrestler. You say he can be a hall of fame wrestler. Job saying he can be in the wrestling hall of fame. He's already in the wrestling hall so, of fame. He be a know, hall of fame so.
2: wrestler.
1: What the hell I meant. No, I didn't. <laughs> That's like, yeah, you know what the hell I meant, not as a commentator, not as a manager, not as a contributor, as an in-ring competitor, because the shit that comes out of that man's mouth is legendary, like, when he called him a shit stain of wrestling, a shit stain of life, he called him a shit stain of life, that was, all. Oh, I was like, yo, my, yo he, he just hate, when you hate somebody that much, you just have all sorts of venom that comes out of your fucking mouth, and he has a genuine hatred for oh, how this is, um how uh, Jim Corner has a natural
2: yes. hatred
1: for how he can't stand how Vince Russo almost killed the business. I love it, and he yo the passion Corner has if he was able to match that in the ring, <laughs> oh my god, he'd be legendary. Yeah, he'd be legendary in That's the. That's only good th- part
2: of that episode it was them two.
1: Yeah, other than that, I mean, other I than mean, that... I, I think really Bart Gunn Bar Gun Bar was... Really Bart Bar Gun was pretty interesting because obviously it was like, you know, just reminding us of the guy that really got screwed. Like, he really... Yeah. His whole yeah. career just got screwed, and anybody that's like, oh, he wasn't a good character anyway, I was like... Hill, he was promised a feud. So let him get his one feud, fail it, and then move on. Like, he could have got a match at Backlash. He could have got a match at over the edge like he like he could have got one of those regular ass in your house pay-per-views at the time. and then He could have, you're right. And that's move so on true. from him, like nobody remembers them shits.
2: No, so they really don't
1: know. <laughs> he could have got one of those pay-per-views, called it a career, said you know what, we gave you your shot, you failed now this is what we're going to do with you. They didn't even give him that, they sent his ass home and kept him home for a year.
2: Like they gave him, they punished him for doing his, the, yeah, doing they his job that I told him, him, told him to do.
1: Winning something. They kept him home because he won something he wasn't supposed to. And, I mean, it was like, all right, that's great. And then I just felt really, really bad for what happened to Dr. Death. Like, it kind of just reminded me of how fucked up that situation was because he was brought in as a prize fighter to expose JBL because they wanted him to fuck Bradshaw up. I don't remember Dr. Even he, he even he didn't even... He, I remember what I remembered about him is that he was so highly talked about from Jr. through his work in Japan, gotcha. and the way Jim Ross was building him up, like he was really, really pumping Doctor Death Steve Williams up upon his arrival to the WWF, and it was like, whoa, like you know, it was like, I, he, 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 the way he's selling him, he might be something, and then Brawl for All happened, and nothing ever happened. <laughs> Nothing ever happened. And it was like, Jesus Christ. And it was like, you know, we don't ever really think that deep into something until you kind of get the story. But when I do remember, I do remember how Jr. was plugging. He loved Dr. Death. He loved him. And other than that, you know, it's pretty much stuff that we pretty much knew already about the business. But those are the two outliers that came out of it for me was the Dr. Death side and the Bart Gun side.
2: First thing Sid asked me when we did that recording, do you have your notes? No, no notes needed. Shit was trash, so...
1: <laughs> Other than that, yeah, it was a pretty, pretty, pretty fairly weak episode. I mean, and obviously it gives you that stain of a reminder of what happened to Darren Drosdoff, which was fucking um, unfortunate as shit, because it's like, damn. Th- the good it's like, thing about- I think, I think
0: it, added, it added a lot to this documentary, though, to kind of talk about how anything could happen in wrestling. And a note that... Uh, but he did producer- beat,
2: um... He did beat, uh, JBL.
1: Yeah, and he, it was he like got, he got screwed it was, in that yeah, in that got, decision. One line, one, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I'm just saying this is a competition that obviously no one gave a shit about. Like you can even tell from the lack thereof reactions of any <laughs> the, only time, the only time that crowd started to react to that Brawl for All and they, any any reaction to it, and I remember this I remember it pretty vividly was when Bart Gunn fought the Godfather. When yes. them two fought, there was actual reaction. Like there was an actual it felt like the crowd was starting to finally believe and get into this. But everything else, that shit was utter silence.
2: Because that was the bathroom time. Basically, no one really gave like that was go let me go to the concession stand, nah, get a drink. Trying to, people were trying to process
1: that shit. people were just trying to process that shit. Nah. Was, most, <laughs> people most people didn't really need bathroom breaks at at that time because it was only two hours. So it was it was it wasn't was a long show. So, no. so basically, I mean, people didn't know what the fuck this was. It was like, this is not not Stone Cold. This ain't DX. This ain't The Undertaker. This ain't Vince. What are they doing? Like, they can't box. They're not real <laughs> grapple wrestlers. These are they just falling on the floor, and one of them's gonna get a lucky punch, and then the mat, and it's over. Like this, is a, like they don't even know what they're doing. That's kind of like if you're watching it on TV, like these two ain't getting no training at all. And I remember that shit as a kid. I was like, "They, they, what, what's going on?" I had to ask my brother, like, "What the hell is this? Like, what are they doing? Like, they, they look—they're just falling all over. They're falling, and they're not even hitting each other. because right? I didn't. Those takedowns were sloppy as fuck. Those takedowns were horrible. They should have had takedowns in the, from the get go. Like, uh, that's what I was. That's what I was like. I don't know what I'm watching. And you see that. <laughs> and every Monday night, you see with them big ass letters. You just see brawl, brawl. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, God. Here yeah, this shit goes, hurting my TV yet again. Who's, who's about to come out in some underwears and, and, and come and get clocked or dropped? Because they all came out in either pants or some boxing shorts. Like, this shit is pretty bad. It's pretty bad. And they just reminded us how fucking horrible it was.
0: So one last note on that uh, dark side of the ring. Our producer, uh, Baby Seth, let me know that on Conrad Thompson's Dark Side of the Podcast, they talk to the creators after every episode. And to me, one of the things that stood out the most of this episode was the fact that Bart Gunn seemed very sad. And then kind of relating to the story, it seemed like he was sad because of what happened to his career. But on the Dark Side of the Podcast, we found out that apparently his son and his friend uh we're trying to clean a gun a couple of years ago maybe a decade back and the du- and the gun went off and killed his son and ever since then he's kind of been in this kind of form of depression so that's a side a side story on bark gun that wasn't really addressed on the documentary but i thought
1: it was a cool note to kind of address here so i mean we talked not about not a, we, shit god damn not a cool note
0: right well,
1: <laughs> it, it's a, it's a note see. and
0: kind of why, why he was so sad. But we got to move on to our top news. Our top news story is WWE backstage heat on former WWE Universal Champion Bill Goldberg. Russell Zone uh, reports that Goldberg pushed hard to defeat the fiend Bray Wyatt and become the Universal Champion at WWE Super Showdown, a.k.a.
1: WWE Sweet, Sweet Side! Side.
0: And um, leading to a last-minute change in WWE's booking plans. Wyatt was originally going over, but out of fear of damaging his character and his image, Bill talked them into giving him creative control, arguing that younger fans would want to see Goldberg and his uh, superhero character. Monster, topple topple no. the monster Topple the monster, Save the day and come out on top Bray, yes, agreed, Bray agreed to put him over which helped him with his reputation and respect among WWE officials so what are your guys thoughts on Goldberg using creative control to win the Universal Championship we'll start with top guy JJ because he's very passionate about this topic
2: I'll give two of them for you friend make it three make it four okay Are people gonna get
1: it yet? Why this pisses me off? Are people gonna finally start to register this shit as to why I have profoundly said his eulogy was written? Because now, got with
2: Goldberg. Oh, you know, we
1: just spent all that time making him this unstoppable force that the WWE could have backed their engine behind. And then here this cocky son of a bitch comes. Mm-hmm. And interjects his old ass and says, I need to go over to save my reputation. Nigga, you're mm-hmm. 53 years old. Yep. Your career is over. It's over. You're getting a fat, a fat seven figure paycheck to arrive in Jeddah, in Jeddah, wherever the fuck that shit was. Yep. And that's not enough? Never. And enough. that's not enough. Like, dude, you probably got more money in that one match than Bray Wyatt's contract for the entire fucking year. But that's not enough for you. That's yep. not Never. enough. So now you gotta go in there and now so when anybody else did this shit, like when Triple H did this shit, or when somebody else did this shit, when when they were the top guy and they wanna bury a talent, now now it's not a now it's not an issue now if Goldberg does it. Man, fuck Goldberg. Fuck that booking. Fuck the fact that they said yes. And fuck whoever agrees with that shit. And if you want to be down with that, then fuck you too.
2: Yep. Facts.
0: But what about you, Miss Chrissy Love? What was your what's your thoughts on Goldberg using creative control to win the Universal Championship?
2: It sucks. It's sad. Like you use your power to claim that you want to be the superhero that you you there's no so you're you wrestle once a year maybe twice like no one gives a shit about you like the people over there and jetta didn't really give a shit about you either like like we we know who you are you've done this like you you, you can lose like no one cares <laughs> it's really so, it sucks that you use your power for this foolishness
0: so do it, you see wwe working with uh goldberg again, chrissy
2: of course always yes
1: Yes, it's WWE.
2: Right, the legends when, always when, get over. Goldberg
1: will be there by Sweet Saudi Money 7.
2: 20.
1: twenty. Six,
0: six, six will come very soon. And what do you guys think? Do you? I know, I know. Uh, Top guy JJ's answer already, so I'll ask Chrissy. Do you see uh, the Fiend being able to overcome uh, this loss? And I think they've already started, like, the rehabilitation process with the Firefly Floodhouse match, but do you foresee The Fiend being able to overcome this?
2: I, my hope is yes. Um, and because he's so good at what he's doing right now, his character is so good, and he's putting all his stuff in, I hope he can get up, back over. I mean, I'm here for him, so... I mean i hope so everyone else will just see the same thing
0: i i hope so as well so that that is our, our major top news but we got to move on to week 26 of the wednesday night
1: wars this just, is our favorite just know that i love bray wyatt that, that just <laughs> i love bray that's why this shit hurts so much i
0: love bray wyatt you're very i i feel like you're very much of a pessimist when it comes to bray wyatt though
1: I hate the the handling of him. I've always hated the handling of him. Fair enough. So week 26
0: of the Wednesday Night Wars, AEW Dynamite and WWE NXT. Finally, after I believe it's 16, 16, 17 weeks of 2020, WWE NXT has finally been victorious. Victorious once again Mm -hmm. over AEW Dynamite and WWE NXT finishes up with you only 600 you all know why that was right <laughs> <You know what? laughs> they they finish up they finished up with six hundred and ninety-three thousand viewers to to AEW Dynamite six hundred and ninety-two thousand viewers. Uh, AEW Dynamite still won in the eighteen to forty-nine key demo, and uh, but NXT NXT did not even rank in the eighteen to forty-nine key demo, but they still won by a thousand viewers. So, what's your thought, Miss Chrissy Love, on uh, NXT getting the victory, and what was your thoughts on both shows last night?
2: Um, I think they won just because it was like a takeover event and it's supposed to be because it was supposed to come on last week and they had all these matches that were supposed to take place. So that's why I think everyone tuned in for that show. Um, show was overall good. I'm sure it could have been if they had a crowd there. They would, it wasn't the takeover forum of that we're used to, but it was good. Um, AEW was good. I didn't see the ending of AEW.
1: That little sidetrack oh.
2: don't work. But other than that, the show started off well. I mean, but I was mostly watching NXT while I was doing the other things in my house.
0: <laughs> Top guy JJ, what about you? What's your thoughts on a, uh, the first victory of twenty twenty for NXT, and what was your thoughts on both shows last night?
1: yeah that was the that was the, the wwe mark dance right there like hey we finally got a week baby we won a week like oh shit all the marches like hell yeah we knew we could do it son we knew yep. we could pull off a week we could beat them. we knew it was gonna happen it was destined to happen we could definitely smash aew every week nah nigga nah yeah i needed a whole full-blown pro- month-long promoted takeover event yep with a but, five-way wait. women's ladder match to promote your strongest rivalry in an empty arena, name tag the match, <laughs> have just an hour long, wait. an hour long, and you're won by a thousand viewers.
2: That's all it is that they
1: won. Out. And mind you, this was probably one of AEW's weaker episodes in general. Because right. they had so many people take the week off because they've been working so much. So they've been, other they've been promos and vignettes from the other guys. So they, you know, you gave, they gave Killer across his shine. The women's match between um, Sheeta and Britt Baker was fucking amazing. Oh my God, that match was amazing. Yes. Um, the tag match was also really good. And then, you know, Cody and Sean Spears and another classic WWE style match, but, you know, it worked, I guess. Um, but yeah. That's, you know, the WWE mocks is like, fuck yeah, we beat him. We got him. <laughs> we got him. We got
0: so, <laughs> so to kind of break down what happened on both that shows. That was awesome.
2: That's <laughs> awesome, friend. <laughs>
0: to kind of break down what happened on both shows, WWE NXT, Champo versus Gargano battle in an over 40-minute match oh, inside an empty arena.
2: That shit was whack. Sorry. Sorry, not sorry. I agree with you sit on that one.
0: Where Gargano wins thanks to Candice LeRae, which uh, divides fans on opinion. We'll get into that. Io Shirai wins the six-way ladder match to become the number one contender for Charlotte Flair's NXT Women's Championship. What AEW Dynamite. AEW Dynamite had Cody defeating uh, Sean Spears to move on to the semifinals of the TNT Championship Tournament. Sheeta versus Britt Breaker, like uh, Top Guy JJ said, was a bloody war. One of probably the best match. Of Wednesday night, in my opinion. Uh, best friends beat Omega and Nakazawa in a very polarizing comedy match, and Archer <laughs> and Mr. Brody get quick squatch victories. So, what was your guys' thoughts? Your overall thoughts? We'll start with Top Guy JJ on Gargano and Champa. The Rebel Heart versus the Black Heart. One final beat. Dang
2: it. Top Guy JJ? I'm I getting He's gonna get some music for you,
0: friends. Oh God! It doesn't have the same effect. The doesn't have.
1: Yo, know, I can't. I just, you know, so that was like the hypest that I got for the entire thing. Um, although first of all, the match was way too fucking long. Like y'all another, thought. That. Y'all one. thought. <laughs> y'all thought. First of all, first of all, first of all, you thought that Edge in Orton was long. This shit was part two of part one and two. This shit was like, oh my god. This shit was mad long, first of all. Hook, line, and sink at absolutely no one. Now, as I predicted, of course. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. This shit did not end. Story's not over. (laughs) WWE don't know how to end shit with a basic fucking finish. Can we just finish the fucking match? Can we just finish it? One man leaves. We like finishes in this. No, over. why
2: Not would one. we do that?
1: No, so, no. So here we go. WWE has got to come in and interject with, you know, with the booking and and put their spin on this match because I just saw a mad WWE elements in there. Just mad. Here we're gonna pull out the cane. We're gonna pull out the the crutch and show <laughs> and show and we're gonna show this capacity crowd the crutch. Like what? You took five it minutes. Just- it was too much. Too
0: the match
1: crowd play. The with match, no crowd. The best
0: the best way to describe the match, it was very self-indulgent. And it was very against everything that the program was about. The program between Chopper and Gargano was very organic. They broke up they they got together at the right time. They broke up at the right time. They had their, their series of matches. Maybe the third one came a little bit fast because of the injury to Alistair back. But they, they pretty much, all of their matches, their, it was at the right time. When they brought this feud back, it kind of felt like it was a rehash. But they were able to get you back into the feud over the last couple of weeks, building up to this match. And then it was just a whole bunch of stuff where they were hitting you over the head with stuff. Yes, I'm going to attack his neck. No, 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 Johnny. You can't attack his neck. He's had neck surgery. I know he's had neck surgery. Just hitting you over the head with the fact that Champa has a bad neck. I get it. I get it. I've been watching. I've been watching for a number of weeks. You don't need we to tell have. me this <laughs> We don't need to tell me this shit. Like I, was like, I was like, yo, this is just way too long. It was definitely better work than Edge and Orton. Definitely better work. It was better work in, in the... And I love the production of it. I love how it was shot. But the cinematic uh, part of it, it was definitely a better work cinematic match than, like, the Boneyard match or the Firefly Funhouse the work in the actual match was great. I just feel like if you trimmed 10 minutes of it, made it more tighter, and then had a stronger finish, I felt like the finish was very well executed. It was very well done for what they were going for, but it was the wrong finish. You can't, you can't promote this as the blow-off in the final matchup and have a finish never, like that. Yep. And and you go. Go. If you are going to have interference, Killer Cross should have interfered in the freaking matchup. You, I mean, I you if
2: that have happened that that was going to happen.
0: If you have interference, it should at least make the fans anticipate what's next. If you had Krilla cross interfere, it'd be like, okay, what's next? It's, it's going to be Ciampa and Cross. Oh, I'm going to look forward to that. You make people tune in. There's no reason to tune into NXT next week. They literally promoted nothing outside of a lower third that said Cruiserweight
1: Championship Tournament starts next week. That's it. That's the only thing they promoted. SP, how about the simplest thing? How about you kill the rivalry with the killer? Why can't just the simple shit just go? Like, yeah. just keep it simple. You end the rivalry, you send Johnny away to go off towards another title run, and Champa now has to deal with Killer Cross. Like, why is this so hard?
0: It's not that
2: hard. It, it, they they are their own, own worst enemy. Like, they... They don't get but it. you know what? It worked because we won! NXT won!
0: <laughs> so it worked! Um, so what were your guys' thoughts on the tag team match on AEW Dynamite? I know my good friends Jimmy and Cash have very strong opinions on this, and they'll get into that this weekend on the All Elite recap, but they, they Jimmy himself, I'll, I'll give you a little bit of a spoiler. He says that it's Top two worst things he's seen on AEW Dynamite. I <laughs> felt like the the comedy aspect and Michael Nakazawa. I hate to say this because I love everybody getting work and I love people being on television, but Michael Nakazawa does not belong on TNT. That's all. That that was my my big thing to it. I felt like the match was good. What? I was entertained by it, but I did see the way in in talent margin of. Trent, Chucky e. T, Kenny Omega, and Michael Nakazawa. Michael Nakazawa is like down here compared to even Chucky e. T, and Chucky e. T is the third best performer in this match.
2: <laughs> My, when did he become a part of AEW? Because I'm like, wait, he
0: became a part of it earlier last summer before okay. Fighter Fest.
2: He he had a he had a fight on like any of their pay per views or anything.
0: Yeah, on Fighter Fest.
2: Didn't remember it. <laughs>
0: Uh, he, he's not that memorable. The oil gimmick is very that's my point. It, that depends, my point friend. it depends on the fan. It depends on the fan very much with the with the whole oil gimmick to me, honestly. I know Top Guy JJ, you said you enjoyed that match though, right?
1: The, okay, I enjoyed every part that he wasn't in the ring for. <laughs> <laughs> like, yo, he put oil on himself. I'm like stupid. What the fuck is this? Stop, and, then, stop, stop. And, then, and, then, and then before they went to commercial break, he, <laughs> he grabs this dude's legs and he starts running with his legs. I'm like, what, what the fuck am I watching? What the fuck am I watching? And, he, and, and now you're, you're leaving this to poor Trent to have to sell this shit. He has to sell this bullshit. So it, it's like, oh, but I, when the bout machine, like when the, the, the actual talent was in the ring, the match was good. Yeah. But it just, it just, I, if you, I, if you I, could get I, through the Nakazawa. Not, uh, Nakazawa is not my cup of tea at all. I'm sorry. Like I'm not fucking with him. I can't do it. I won't even try.
0: But I will say the number one highlight for Wednesday night for me was the uh, video packages for the AEW championship championship. Uh, empty arena no holds barred next week between jake hager and john moxley it made me interested in a match that if you told me in wwe as dean ambrose versus jack swagger i would not want to see that match but they've got me very hyped because they've made it a little (laughs) bit real they played off hager's experience in mma they they've given moxley the opportunity to talk and sell this match and he's done a great job so i just wanted to point that out so we gotta move on to WWE news, we'll run through a few of these. I'll get your thoughts on a few of these. But WWE releases a memo infor- informing all staff and superstars that they will be uh, testing everyone for COVID 19 upon their arrival for this week's TV tapings. They're going to be taking tests. Oh, they
2: got tests because a lot of people need tests out here. I'm just saying. Uh-
0: Apparently, WWE has the doctors to do these texts. They're going to be taping uh, SmackDown this week. They're going to be taping Monday Night Raw. They're going to be taping uh, NXT as well as the following week's uh, SmackDown. Rhea Ripley is apparently still in the United States following the reports of her work visa expiring. We talked about that on True Hill Heat 68, but she put out on her IG story that she is still in the U.S., Which, in my opinion, it does not confirm that she is not... uh, That her work visa is not expiring. Right. Teach yourself. Uh, Rumors from behind the scenes for WWE report that the plans moving forward is for Undertaker to continue using his American badass persona following the Boneyard match. I know you guys are happy about that.
2: Woo!
1: (laughs) I just love that shit-talking that comes with the badass persona. I just love... I just love how everybody he fight from here on out is going to be, hey, boy. Boy, yes, hey you know
2: that's the...
1: Tommy, i make you famous. That the- <laughs> Try me. I'll make you famous, boy.
2: <laughs> you, you, double, awesome. you gotta you
1: got to love Uncle Take, man. You gotta love Uncle Take, man. <laughs> Uncle Take. That, that's a good one. Uh, the Undertaker's
0: Last Ride series that did the first look on WWE uh, Network is set to debut very soon. It was filmed from WrestleMania 33 weekend in 2017 all the way up until this year, 2020. John Cena releases a cryptic tweet suggesting his retirement following the Firefly Funhouse. He says <laughs> that uh, if you're going to leave, you have to keep them guessing, apparently. That was what the tweet said. He's going to be like
2: every other wrestler that will come back whenever they are asked to, if he's available. If not, he'll just do like The Rock and just, you know. That was his bad attempt to try to mimic how Sting leaves when he leaves.
1: Uh, if, we get, if we get Hollywood Cena, I'll be happy. Uh, the only thing
0: that's sure is that nothing's for sure. Exactly. Uh, it, uh, yeah, you're probably right. Uh, WWE reports that WrestleMania 36 was the most social and digitally watched show in WWE history. WWE superstars are reportedly pushing for the company to remove its ban of the Power Driver on WWE TV. AEW news. Matt Hardy challenges La Champion's uh, Chris Jericho to an elite deletion match at the Hardy compound. Wrestling Observer reports that AEW has not decided when or if this match will place. And all I have to say, uh, my good
2: I want to just see the little babies.
0: All, all I will say is that we'll repeat the testament of Ryan Zane from wrestling Re- with regret. Elite deletion. Don't tempt me with a good time. That, as soon as I, as soon as I heard that, my nipples got hard. I was ready for a wrestling <laughs> orgasm. I was ready you know? for it. I was Jericho and Hardy in a elite deletion match. Give me that.
1: Give you know me, what? Give I, me I can't. More. I can't even get mad at him talking about his nipples get hard because I talk about getting woodies on here. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but on that, on, a, on a, just a side note though, I got um, that shirt. I got your. We got the same shirt, but I need your shirt, boo. I need your shirt, love. Okay. Thanks for sticking on time. I'm, I don't oh, know. Moving on. One, on um, I, hope I'm pointing to, I hope I'm pointing to Chrissy on here. I'll lead that shirt. No one will know. At,
0: moving on. AEW. A- 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 w- w- AEW Double or Nothing is has been officially canceled. The MGM uh, Resort Arena has officially announced that all events up until May 31st have been canceled officially. Very sad news for everyone that was going out to Las Vegas. We feel very bad. But... Hopefully, we get something in place of that from AEW. Uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling have shut down their Japan store this week and have canceled all events up until May 4th due to their current reinstated lockdown order due to the COVID-19 virus. Impact Wrestling. Impact Wrestling has uh, officially decided they're going to be filming from an undisclosed secret location for their next few weeks of television. This coming week, the plan is to also shoot their now-canceled Impact Rebellion pay-per-view as a TV special for Access TV. And ROH, Ring of Honor, has officially signed uh, Angelina Love of the Allure to a new contract with the company. So that is all of the top news. So now we get to the meat and potatoes of this episode of <laughs> True Eel Heat, where we're going to count out and rank all the WrestleManias from 1 through 36. How was your experience doing your research for this ranking? I'll start with Chrissy Love.
2: Um, it was hard because I kind of forgot my job, and I'm apologizing to you, sir. <laughs> um, but... Um, Going and seeing you guys numbers and seeing and once you broke it down, it was kind of easy to put where I wanted for like my top 10. And then once it got to 10, I was like, "Ooh, where do I put everybody else? You know, like, yeah, like, after 10, I didn't really care after, you know, like, I just was just, like putting in fillers, like, you know, <laughs> yeah. jobbing people, you know, just putting people there. Yeah, big, but- I, I know it was going to be <laughs> last. I knew that for sure. I know who's going to be last, and I knew who's going to be my 10. So, you know.
1: How about you, Top Guy J.J.? After number four, that shit got hard as fuck. <laughs> oh, my God. I was like, yo, I got my top, like, I was like, I, oh, I got this in the bag. I got I got my top four knocked out. I got my bottom three knocked out. So I got, I was like, oh, shit, there's still 29 more of these bitches.
2: Right. <laughs> there's
1: still 29 more of these motherfuckers. And then it's like, yeah, as as, as you know, Miss Chrissy Love just said, it's kind of now it's Thinking about the moments, thinking about the memories, kind of like maybe putting on a on a film for a few minutes just to kind of get that moment to see what this WrestleMania gave me as far as watching the memory of it. See how it made me feel and then start to think about the other aspects of the card. Like the top 10 was more of like a full breakdown for me. And then the rest was what moments felt better. What gave me the moments? What is it that stood out a little bit more than the other? And it's hard. I said it's hard. This is a lot harder than you think. Like, counting down 36 of these motherfuckers when when, when 20 of them are fucking bad, like, that shit is hard. Counting down that, that last
2: 20 is a bitch. You I know, think know, it's if we all together, it probably would have been a little bit easier, but if you had to, like, do it by yourself and really think and be like, damn, what happened on this particular one? Like, you had to, like, think back, like, damn, where was I when I seen this? Like, what, what made this match stick out? Which made this, like, you know, things like oh, yeah. that.
1: Oh, you're welcome, boo, Because we ha- we were there. Yeah. saying that having to punish my bro. Oh my god! Seeing some of them shits in person too, and seeing them live was like, oh god. Right. Oh god! Here's my shit stain WrestleMania right here. This is my shit stain in the bed right here. And yeah, here's my, re- here's my skid marks. <laughs> had to relive it. So
0: let's start from the bottom. We go in from worst to best. Our worst WrestleMania, I think we all three agreed on this one. It was WrestleMania 9 from the uh, from Caesar the Caesar Palace, Palace in-, in Las Vegas, Nevada. Wow. Uh, I remember I it like right was yesterday. Wow. Yeah, what do you remember about it?
2: The cheesy-ass outfits and the, the ten people that were there was bad. <laughs> on a hot-ass day in Las Vegas.
0: Hey, all I remember is that this is the and event. And it wasn't live, live,
2: it was taped. It wasn't even it was like a, It was a taped WrestleMania. It wasn't live. It was
0: on tape delay. It was on tape delay. It wasn't taped. It was on tape delay, which means right. that it was a couple of minutes were ahead. It wasn't taped. It wasn't. I'm just okay. I get mean, you know, it. Gotta put the facts out there. Okay. Uh, okay. I, I think this 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 WrestleMania is very much remembered for the uh very bad ending that it had to it when Yokozuna defeats Breath the Hitman Hart. only to have he
2: died. <laughs> oh, Only that.
0: to have only to have the immortal Hulk Hogan come out and win With
2: the WWE. Eye.
1: The whole fucking card was bad.
2: The whole busted The eye. whole fucking
1: night was bad. The whole event was bad. The outfits were bad. The venues were bad. The sky was bad. The looks was bad. The ring was bad. Giant Gonzalez was the worst thing I ever seen (gasps) on TV. What the fuck? Mr. Fuji's angle with Yokozuna was shit. Hulk Hogan has to come out for his last moment of glory. It was the biggest shit show of a show I have ever seen in my fucking life. And I had to watch my hero surrender to Hulk Hogan fucking Hogan, and Bret Hart has to tell that ego flipping son of a bitch to go and win his title. Like, oh, oh, that, shit that, that shit was uh, horrible. That shit was... Uh, Bret Hart got shit thrown in his eyes to cost him the WWF Championship to Yokozuna. Then Hulk Hogan came out to console him or whatever, and then Hulk Hogan was then challenged by Mr. Fuji and Yokozuna, and (laughs) Bret Hart is encouraging his fucking yellow ass to go in the ring. Go, brother! Go, brother! And then the fans, like, you wanna see it, brother? And it's like, oh, God. Because
0: the behind-the-scenes story story was that Hogan was just winning the title to eventually drop it to Bret, but Hogan changed his mind, and we never even got that (laughs) match. Typical Hogan.
1: That's uh, how I think WrestleMania 10 ended up in a tournament.
0: I think Wrestle, I think WrestleMania 9 is also remembered for the worst match of the Undertaker streak against Giant Gonzalez. Like Top Guy JJ said before, the only good matches on this card is Shawn Michaels versus Tatanka, which is the opener. Uh, the Steiners versus the Head Shrinkers is okay, and uh, it has the cool. Do- One of
2: dual- the kicks the shit out of sensational Sherry. It was great. It's epic. Remembered it.
0: And you also Love had the, the dual doinks, the dual doinks uh, oh, as yes. the clown <laughs> defeated Crush. And wow. coming in at 35 after the worst, the second worst WrestleMania in history, WrestleMania 2, coming from three locations in New York City, Los Angeles, and Chicago. Not much to say about this WrestleMania. There are no really
1: good matches on this card. Uh, very 80s. Very it 80s. Was, it was too shitty for one city
0: <laughs> best way to describe it coming in at number 34 we have wrestlemania 11 this was headlined by lawrence taylor going one-on-one with bam bam bigelow the best match on the card is the wwf championship matchup as Shawn michaels gets his first shot at the title against uh big daddy cool diesel at wrestlemania Uh, other than that, it's a very, it's a very bad card. You got the Undertaker and King Kong, Bundy in a very slow match. Yeah. Uh, who was your favorite celebrity at WrestleMania 11?
2: I had just liked the whole like gimmick where Shawn Michaels was supposed to bring out Pamela Anderson, but Pamela Anderson stood him up and then he had to go out with Jenny McCarthy. It was just great nineties foolishness at its finest.
1: Come on, man. Where's your black card at, boo? My best thing about
2: WrestleMania 11 was salt and pepper. Absolutely. Like, like, what? Like, what what's I wrong with you? you? That I, was was group, pepper,
1: like, I, I pepper, only like, remember what?
2: that's only because uh, it goes with the Lawrence Taylor McCarthy? It goes with the foolishness with Lawrence Taylor. That was all trash. I'm sorry, friend. Oh, sorry. What? Baywatch, I was a big fan of Baywatch. That's what that was back then. Sorry, friend. It was oh, 90s. You know. I was like, I was 11. What do you want me to do? I didn't salt know. it really? was popping at 11. I mean, nope. <laughs>
0: Uh, it's also, it's also remembered for Bret Hart's weakest match at WrestleMania as he versus Bob Backlund in a submission match. We move on to, we we move on to number 33, WrestleMania 15. We are near deep in the Attitude Era. This is 1999. This was in, uh, Philadelphia. It was headlined by Stone Cold Steve Austin versus The Rock, which was the best match on this card. A lot of custer fucks in this one. You had Billy Gunn. (laughs) versus Austin, Snow versus Hardcore Holly for the Hardcore title. You had the Road Dogg in an Intercontinental title match against the Godfather and Goldust. Um, you had the hanging of Big Boss Man, uh, one of the more memorable angles from 1999. And the Hell in a Cell match was one of The Undertaker's other worst matches in WrestleMania history. One of the other highlights, I would say, is X-Pac versus Shane McMahon, and one of Shane McMahon's first good matches of his career.
2: This Russell just shows you this just tells you that WWE likes to hang people.
1: Yeah. Ouch. And and an honorable mention, I guess Triple H and Kane had a match. No, that's not our honorable mention. <laughs> <laughs> Russell, coming in at dirty. I'm, well, it, I'm it, trying it, for it the is, sticky shit it, at the
0: bottom it, of the barrel. If you were, if you were going to mention an honorable mention involving Triple H or WrestleMania 15, it is more famous for him turning heel for the first time, turning his back on D-Generation X at WrestleMania 15. Number 32, WrestleMania 32. Top Guy J.J. was there live. That is highlighted by the first ever triple threat match for the WWE Women's Championship as Sasha Banks versus Charlotte Flair versus Becky Lynch. Also, the opener is one of the best openers in WrestleMania history, the Intercontinental Title Ladder Match, as Kevin Owens defended against seven other men. So why is this WrestleMania near the bottom of the card? Uh, top guy JJ, go ahead, since you were
1: there so live. That was, that was hard for me because, all right, so as far as being there, like it had some amazing moments, but the moments had nothing to do with wrestling. Like, it had, obviously, with people coming out, it had appearances and shit. Like, yeah. the, the appearances, like, The Rock having his six-second match with Eric Rowan. Like, him coming <laughs> out, cut, cutting the longest promo ever! It was longer it, for him it, to light oh up the lighted letters on fire. It took him, like, an hour to come to the ring. Like, I swear, after his his song played back, like, eight times. <laughs> but, I mean, the main event, the main event was long as shit, even though we tried hard as hell to cheer on Triple h and make we the fans try to make that match better than what it really was because the match was shit, which the was hard was the Triple H versus Roman reigns, yes, Triple H versus Roman reigns was the headliner of the main of uh, the headliner of the show, Brock and Dean Ambrose. oh my God, that was the shit show of shit show matches. <laughs> Um, So they basically threw the WWE roster In a clusterfuck called the New Day Versus the League of Nations This was just bad all over the place This was just bad all over the place Um, It
0: did have one of the biggest Pops of the night as after the match Shawn Michaels, Stone Cold Steve Austin And Mick Foley Moments,
1: moments. like moments The moments didn't really have much to do with the actual matches So it was And then on top of that obviously Shane's dive Off the Hell in a Cell Shane's dive off the Hell in a Cell and the women's match made it really hard for me to see this WrestleMania at this area. Because the women's match, the triple threat women's match was one of the best women's matches I've ever seen. But that couldn't save the entire card. The show was five hours.
2: So we got to move on.
1: (laughs) WrestleMania
0: WrestleMania 1 coming in at number 31. I think it's not at the bottom of the list because it was the first ever WrestleMania. This was headlined by Hulk Hogan, teaming up with Mr. T to versus Roddy Roddy Piper and Paul Orndorff. Not much that we could say other than that about this card. It had the body slam challenge between Andre the Giant and Big John Studd. And this was at Madison Square Garden. A whole bunch of celebrities, very 80s, as Chrissy Love would say. Coming in at number 30 is WrestleMania 27. This one is most remembered for The Undertaker versus Triple H, No Holds Barred. It's also remembered for The Rock's return to the WWE being the guest host. Unfortunately, it's also remembered for The Rock interfering in the main event of WrestleMania as he helped The Miz defeat John Cena. And we found out that the whole main event for WrestleMania was just about setting up next year's main event. Yeah. WrestleMania 5 comes in at number 29. This is one of the earlier WrestleManias. This was headlined by the Mega Powers Implode. My yep. no, our our number one of our top ten WrestleMania buildups of all time. Probably the best yeah. put together buildup ever of WWE. One that wasn't organically put together like Brian versus Authority or Austin versus HBK. This was yeah. one that they planned out intricately and it paid off. Perfectly, but it's near the bottom because other than that,
2: not
0: Not much else to say about this
2: It It was was in um, Jersey at the Trump Hotel, and it was trash. Trash. Yeah,
0: Atlantic City, in Atlantic City, absolutely.
2: The following year, they got... Following year, they got a little bit bigger
0: coming in at number 28 is WrestleMania 6. The first WrestleMania of the 90s is headlined by the Ultimate Challenge. The what Immortal Hulk Hogan top? defends the WWF championship against the Intercontinental Champion, Ultimate Warrior. This is one of your earliest WrestleMania memories. What's your what's your favorite memory from this WrestleMania top guy, JJ?
1: Um. First of all, I would just say this was actually the first WrestleMania that I personally saw live, and the only reason oh. I even remember this WrestleMania is how bad I wanted to see Hulk Hogan lose.
2: Oh, to the uh, to Ultimate Warrior. Yeah. I,
1: I, all wow. I to wow. See,
2: all I wanted to see was the U- Ultimate, Ultimate you Warrior. You wasn't the Mania? Hell
1: yeah! Nah, I, I liked Hulk Hogan. I did. I did like Hulk Hogan. I picked him in all my video games. But I wanted to see that wild, crazy man run down the ring and defeat this <laughs> unbeatable. Because, okay, so Hulk Hogan won at WrestleMania 1. He won at WrestleMania. It felt like he won at WrestleMania 1. He won at WrestleMania 2. He, he won at WrestleMania 3. He won at WrestleMania 5. He, so he, yeah. just he, won, at, he won at
2: 5 years, yeah. Just,
1: winning so it was like oh god okay he didn't deserve he's to match like, like, if, if, like if, Sa- if it ain't savage if it ain't the giant if it ain't bundy it's got to be the ultimate warrior it's got to be him so it was you know match match sucked i like the match the match actually it's actually it's it's one of pat patterson's greatest achievements that he put he put two average workers into this great wrestlemania matchup. i'm only saying it for the for the new generation but if i watch that i actually rewatched that match like actually about two weeks ago and i was still like into the test of strength <laughs>
2: Absolutely.
0: Yeah. I was feeling like just the little parts of it. They, they told their yeah, story, that that so the story. story. That was the best story they low. could have told. The they had, but
2: they had another so great build up, that,
1: that, up to the show besides that. So why is the, it so the low? Reason, the reason why it's higher. The, the hurt, reason too. why I,
0: The reason why it's higher than, like, WrestleMania Five and a couple of the other WrestleManias we already named is because the atmosphere being in the Toronto Sky Dome, it made it much beautiful than a lot of the other earlier WrestleManias, so I believe that that's why it's kind of in the middle, but not as low as some of the others.
2: Right. I think it was just the build-up in the story that was told from those two together made it what it was. Other than that, yes, like you said, the rest of it, it was trash, but, um, me, personally, watching it, when I was a little girl, I was I was like, nah, fuck Ultimate Warriors. He's trash. I want Hulk, Hulk Hogan to win. I was Hulkamaniac. I was little. I had, a, I had a little, the little... The the buddies, I had that. I had both of them.
0: I had both of them, too. I had the
2: buddies. I had him. Ultimate Warrior, and I had Macho Man. So
1: Same. I mean, Same. just to say, and Jake one just say, one of the headline, of the headline <laughs> matches no! was, was Big Boss Man versus Akim. You kind of know where we're going.
0: It was the Battle of the Twin Towers. That was one of the top matches going into there. Um,
1: right. Of course, exactly. Right.
0: <laughs> uh, coming, in, coming in at number 27 is one that I believe uh, most of us have uh, went to. We went to WrestleMania 29. This was back in 2013 WrestleMania, at WrestleMania Stadium. Baby. That was my first WrestleMania live. One of the best sets for WrestleMania that I've ever seen. Um, this was most remembered for a t- The Undertaker going one-on-one with uh, CM Punk in probably the best match of the night, one of the best matches of The Undertaker streak. It's also remembered for twice in a lifetime. The Rock versus <laughs> just John Cena, the rematch of WrestleMania 28. It's also uh, remembered for a Triple H versus Brock Lesnar, but I'm not sure if that's for good Or bad reasons. Other than Punk versus Taker, there's not much else to talk about with this show. The Shield versus uh, show, Sheamus and Orton was a good match. Fandango versus Jericho was a good match and a good surprise with Fandango winning. But no other matches were really that good. The main event was very long and drawn out, and it was a match that nobody wanted to see. So I think that's why this WrestleMania is so low.
1: And (laughs) Diddy and Diddy made the ranking worse too. Hey, I like Diddy.
0: I'm coming home. I'm, I'm going, home. going home. I'm going <laughs> that home.
1: That's when it was in New York,
0: right? That was the yeah. yes, yes. Exactly. Coming in at number 26 That's is the latest. Like this, it's the latest WrestleMania. It is WrestleMania 36. The WrestleMania that was just two bit for just one night. With this was highlighted by, of course, the boneyard match between AJ Styles and The Undertaker on night one and night two's. Firefly Funhouse match between the Bray Wyatt and John Cena, but it has also very good to great matches like Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley. The latter match between John Morrison, Jimmy Uso, and Kofi Kingston, as well as Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins was another good to great matchup. Uh, I feel like it's kind of in the middle because it's a lot of recency bias. We can't make it higher than it already is. I kind of had it a little bit higher than what you guys kind of had it at, but... Uh, I think we kind of already gave our thoughts on 36, so we'll move on. Right. Coming in at 25, we got WrestleMania 18. Of course, this was from the Toronto Sky Dome back from WrestleMania 6. 12 years later, WrestleMania 18. This is most remembered for The Rock versus Hollywood, Hulk Hogan, the the Icon versus Icon battle. Uh, not much else from this show. I felt like it had a very good opener with William Regal versus Rob Van Dam. Triple H versus Chris Jericho might have been kind of... I think it's underrated, honestly. It was a pretty good matchup they when I looked when I watched this show back, but it's just in the it wrong spot.
1: Yeah. It should have just flipped and... For me, as a wrestling fan, to say if I had a match to recommend anybody, and we had this a, a lot of True Hill Heat to go, if I had one match to recommend, it would be The Rock versus Hulk Hogan at WrestleMania 18 for the energy and the excitement and the. If you want to get into wrestling, that's the match for me. But everything else was like, goddamn, <laughs> God damn, it was hard. So it's like it's hard from here on out. Grading these WrestleManias was hard. It was by
0: one or two matches,
1: pretty much. It's literally by moments. The moments makes it hard, but this moment just couldn't outshine the combination of the rest of the countdown.
2: And then when you go back to like look at this, you like, damn, like back then we were really vested into those things, and like now you are like, damn, this shit is like not good. Not all of them. <laughs> yeah, <are> like- <laughs>
0: That match doesn't doesn't really ace that well rocking uh Hogan not, and That's what I'm
2: saying like you like back then it was like oh my yo, god like
1: Wallin. It doesn't. It, it doesn't. I, I, I
2: said this when you said that nonsense. I oh, that son some, I told no, that match because to my I match showed so that
1: match to my 8-year-old nephew and he loved it.
2: It's just that match. Other than that, the rest but, of that, but that's is all I, that's all I big up is that match. I showed, okay.
0: I showed, I showed my twenty-seven-year-old nephew, and he was like, "Man, I used to be a fan of The Rock." Moving on to number oh, twenty-four, wow. WrestleMania. Wow. Wrestlemania 2000 or Wrestlemania 16. This is most remembered for the triangle ladder match between Edge, Christian, the Hardys, and the Dudleys. Also, you had the three-way dance between Kurt Angle defending the Intercontinental and the European title against Chris Benoit and Chris Jericho. Kind of in the middle, though. Because of the main event, the McMahons in every corner, Triple H winning that Fatal 4-Way that really should have been Triple H versus The Rock with Mick Foley, The Rock, and Big Show. That's why it's so low. It's at number 24. 23, yeah. we got WrestleMania 12 from the Anaheim, California, at the Pond this was main evented by the first ever Iron Man match between Shawn Michaels and Bret the Hitman Hart. This is also remembered for the Undertaker versus Diesel. What's your biggest memory from WrestleMania 12, Chrissy Love?
2: Shawn Michaels coming down the whole barricade, uh, the coming down for the Raptors.
0: Yep, there you One go. Of the best entrances ever, I would yes. say.
2: That's. I think that's what entrances like really like started getting like being a thing.
0: I would say that's the first WrestleMania entrance that I really right. remember that well. Yep. Coming in at 22, we got from New Orleans, from the Superdome, Wrestlemania 34. This was headlined by the rematch between Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns. Probably the reason why it's so low on our list.
1: Fucking and bloodbath, though. It yeah. was a bloodbath, but
0: this one is most remembered for the debut of our Lord and Savior, USC Hall of Famer, the baddest woman on the planet, Ryan. right?
2: Ronda
0: Ronda Rousey! An out-of-body experience for me. Seeing it live, Ronda Rousey teaming with Kurt Angle to defeat Stephanie McMahon and Triple H mixed tag team matchup. This is also remembered for the place where Oscar streak ended as Charlotte Flair defeated her in a great matchup. It's also remembered for the—I think it was a two-minute match between The Undertaker and John Cena that everybody wished for for years, but only got about two minutes of it.
2: And John Cena baked for—
0: This one is also remembered for the blown dream match that was Shinsuke Nakamura versus AJ Styles. Oh,
2: my yes. And
0: that explains why it's so low on our list. Coming in at number 21 is WrestleMania's 25 from the Houston Astrodome. Of course, this is is most remembered for... Mr. WrestleMania versus the streak, The Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels, in probably top two WrestleMania matches of all time. I wouldn't be argued if you called this the greatest WrestleMania match of all time. We had it at number two for our top 10 countdown if you didn't watch that video. Uh, This also had a very good Money in the Bank ladder match where CM Punk won for the second straight year. It had the Battle of the Hardys, Matt versus Jeff. But this WrestleMania is also remembered always, like,
2: for a anti- anti- families. Like they always like messing up homes. Yo, I don't understand this.
0: Well, it makes intriguing matchups. But I think uh, the polarizing main event of Randy Orton versus Triple H is why this uh, this WrestleMania is so low. What's your big be- your biggest highlight and low light from WrestleMania twenty five? Top guy JJ.
1: Oh my god, you know what's crazy is that I was really looking forward to that triple H and, or, and match too, because that rivalry got really nasty. Like the build-up build like that was like
0: that was one of my honorable mentions for uh for one of the better build-ups to wrestling. And,
1: and it turned into Sorry. a wrestling match. And then it became a wrestling match. Like, what the fuck? Yeah you just lost like ten points right there. <laughs> but then but then what got it up to this number? is in my opinion the second greatest wrestlemania match in history which is that, to me is number two which is obviously taker and michael's one that's the and, mm. and i have a different reason for my number one but the that was the number two match for me in my opinion as far as greatest wrestlemania matches and my number one involved the whoa, same- whoa, 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 whoa we can talk about it when we get to that wrestlemania <laughs> you, you need to know how to do this, like.
0: Uh, <laughs> let's move oh, on to yo, A- A- SP. Shut up. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You don't you don't blow your load. <laughs> Coming in, I, I, blow, I, blow, I blow a lot of loads. I, I'm pretty sure. Coming in at number 20 <laughs> is WrestleMania 35. This is last year from MetLife Stadium in New Jersey. This was headlined by the first ever female, all-female main event of WrestleMania as uh, Charlotte Flair defending the SmackDown Women's Championship against Ronda Rousey's Raw Women's Championship against the Raw Rumble winner Becky Lynch. This is most remembered for the journey that was Kofi, Ki- Kofi Mania as Kofi, Kofi Kingston Mania. defeated Daniel O'Brien to become the WWE Champion. This was also highlighted by a very good opener, a very underrated opener, as Seth Rollins defeated Brock Lesnar for the WWE Universal Championship. Christy Love, you were there live for, for WrestleMania 35. What's your biggest highlight and low light from that show?
2: Highlight definitely was Kofi Mania. Um, low light... Um, it was a long ass goddamn day. It well, was a I long, it was Seven, a long day.
1: Eight hours, boo. And
2: I drove there. Thank God I did because I would have been stranded out there. Bless your heart. <laughs> so I did all my drinking at the beginning of the day. Um, so I was able to get home with no problem. But it was a That's it was a thing. long ass day. And if I ever do a WrestleMania again, don't I don't know. Mm. I would rather watch it at home with friends than be there because it's, it's it's good to be there in person and live. It's it's no experience like it, but I think it's better being at home with friends, drinking and eating and just chilling and shit talking together where you're in the comfort of your own home where you don't have to like drive or do anything like that. So I think that's that that for me it was like that was my low. Just like being that long ass day.
0: All right. So let's move on to number 19 WrestleMania 13. This was in 1997 at the Rosemont Horizon in Chicago, Illinois. This was Man, headlined the, the, the locations and all friend. This was headlined by The Undertaker winning the WWF Championship over Psycho Sid, one of the weaker main events to WrestleMania. What was your biggest highlight from this WrestleMania right here, Top Guy JJ? Uh,
1: I think it is clear as day. Um The third greatest WrestleMania match in my (laughs) lifetime, which was Bret Hart versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. Like, oh, my God, like, signature look and all match was bad motherfucking ass. Like, that was the highlight of the entire show. Bar none, not even need to talk about any other match on that card. It was all about that bout right there.
2: Yep. That was the show. All right.
0: Definitely, that was our number one on our top 10 best WrestleMania matches of all time. The submission match between Bret Hart and Stone Cold Steve Austin. It basically created the Attitude Era. The most successful period in professional wrestling history gave us the biggest baby face in wrestling history. And one of the most underrated heels of all time with the anti-USA, the pro-Canadian Bret the Hitman Hart.
1: (laughs) Absolutely loved it. Bret redeemed himself so much from the prior WrestleMania. WrestleMania. 12 was was a fucking snooze fest.
0: Coming in at number 18 is WrestleMania 28. This is from 2012 from Miami, Florida. Citrus. Once in a lifetime? (laughs) This was once (laughs) in a lifetime? The Rock going one on one with John Cena. But the best match on this card, this one right here is most remembered for the end of an era. (laughs) <laughs> the Hell in a Cell match as The Undertaker went one-on-one with Triple H in a rematch from WrestleMania 27 with the Heartbreak Kid Shawn Michaels as the special guest referee, one of the better WrestleMania matches in history as well. Uh, also, CM Punk defeated Chris Jericho for the de- uh, to defend the WWE Championship, but other than that, this WrestleMania should not be remembered for much else besides the 18-second loss of Daniel O'Brien, which created... The yes movement, which we'll get into a little bit shortly when we get into that WrestleMania. <laughs> Coming in at number 17, and this is where we'll go back to Top Guy JJ because he's going to be upset. Is this low? Coming in at number 17 is WrestleMania 4 from Atlantic City at Trump Plaza. This is the WrestleMania that is most known for the WWF Championship Tournament. It was a 16 man tournament to determine the WWF Champion after. The famous uh, Saturday night's main event in January of 1988, as Andre the Giant went one on one with the Immortal Hulk Hogan, we had the the twin referees, the referee that Million Dollar Man uh, paid to screw over Hulk Hogan. Andre the Giant defeated Hulk Hogan and handed over the title to Million Dollar Man, and then uh, President Jack. Tunny decided to make this tournament to determine a new WWF champion. And in the end, the Macho Man Randy Savage defeated four superstars to become the WWF champion for the first time. Top Guy JJ, you had this in your your top three originally
1: because you love this WrestleMania. You guys are assholes for this one, all right? I didn't so do let it I'm not like you guys. I'm going
2: to run uh-uh. down for my no. real friends. No. My um, 2 Hill friends, nice friend. who no, was no, in this
1: no, tournament? No. This was a tournament for the vacant WWF championship title belt. The people that was in—Hulk Hogan, Andre the Giant, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, the Million Dollar uh, Man, uh, the Rock Don Morocco— Dino Bravo, Ricky Steamboat, Greg the Hammer Valentine, the Macho Man Randy Savage, Bam Bam Bigelow, Jake the Snake Roberts, and Rick fucking Reed. And that is here in this case. That's here in a tournament. They were all in a tournament. The first ever wrestling tournament. And we ungrateful freaking voters have it here. Hi, <sighs> You know what? What number are we on? That was
0: 17, 17, WrestleMania
1: How many motherfucking Hall of Famers did I just name off that list?
0: I have one question for you.
1: What was the good match on this card? Rick Rude and Jake Roberts went to a no contest, which was really fucking fun. The main event was really fucking cool. The main event was full of drama, which was Macho Man versus Ted DiBiase. And it took Hulk Hogan to help him win the title. But, yo, when you're a fan and you realize you're getting something other than Hulk Hogan winning, felt amazing. It felt that we was going to get a WWF champion, that we had no idea who it was going to be. Who would have predicted? Like, there was a legit chance that the million-dollar man could have been a WWF champion. He could have, would have, should have, but didn't. Coming in at number 16,
0: WrestleMania. WrestleMania 22, we are back in Chicago, Illinois. This was headlined by John Cena defending the the WWE Championship against Triple H. This WrestleMania is most remembered for the best match that was the hardcore match between Edge and Mick Foley, giving us a WrestleMania moment like ever before as Edge speared him into a flaming table. This is also remembered for one of the best women's matches at WrestleMania as Mickie James uh, stalked her way to the WWE Women's <laughs> Championship, defeating Trish Stratus, also remembered for the heartbreak heartbreaking Shawn Michaels in a tremendous One man performance as he dragged Vince McMahon to his greatest match ever uh, in their uh, no no holds barred matchup at the same event. But this is a WrestleMania that's very underrated, but it's somewhere in the middle because it doesn't have that many very good moments or matches on great matches on this card. Coming in at number that was WrestleMania 22. Coming in at number 15, we have WrestleMania 7. This is one of the more earlier WrestleManias that fired up. On our list here, this is most remembered uh, for the main event as Hulk Hogan regained the WWF Championship, defeating uh, the traitor that was Sergeant Sergeant Slaughter.
2: Slaughter. He betrayed
0: betrayed his country. But this WrestleMania is most remembered for the retirement match of the Ultimate Warrior uh, defeating Macho Man Randy Savage. Savage. After the match, Sensational Sherry kicking the bejesus out of uh, Macho Man Randy Savage, leading to Miss... Elizabeth coming out of the crowd, dragging that bitch by the hair, dragging her and pushing her out, and then reuniting with her man, the Macho Man, Randy Savage, in one of the earliest WrestleMania moments. One of the earliest love stories in wrestling, and it all culminated right here at WrestleMania 7. Also, I would say, go out of your way to watch The Rockers versus Haku and Barbarian. The Rockers in the early 90s had some of the most underrated matches on these WWF pay-per-views. And WrestleMania 7 is no exception right there. But it's kind of in the middle because all of the other matches are kind of either bad or just okay. Coming in at number 14, we'll go to Chrissy Love on this one. We got WrestleMania 8 from the Hoosier Dome in Indianapolis, Indiana. This was headlined by a very wanting-to-forget Hulk Hogan in his retirement match versus yes. Justice as the Ultimate Warrior uh, returned to the WWE. This is most remembered for Macho Man Randy Savage uh, defeating mm-hmm. Rick Flair to become the WWF champion for the second time, as well as Bret the Hitman Hart regaining the Intercontinental Championship in a bloody physical war against Roddy Roddy Piper. Chrissy this is Luffy, a great match. This is one of your favorite WrestleManias. Tell us your highlight and low light from this show.
2: My highlight is definitely uh, Macho Man winning. I hated the placement of that match. It was, like, right in the middle of the show. Worst part. It should have been at the ending. But I guess it had to be for Hulk Hogan and Sid. What? Hulk Hogan! <laughs> this guy. Hulk Hogan in a,
0: gr-
1: Hogan in a grudge match. <laughs> <laughs>
0: he screwed Sid. He screwed Sid at the Royal oh. Rumble 1982. I just rewatched oh. it. Screwed joke. It's a fucking screwed joke. Sin. Screwed my namesake.
2: Screwed Sid. Sid has been <laughs> a man event. Your namesake. That's funny. Yes, yeah. that's so true. Any low lights from the show? My low light. Hogan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah absolutely. Think but exactly. yeah, Roddy Piper was a good, uh, good match him and Brett The Shawn Michaels and Tito Santana match is good too.
0: It's a it's a very early days of Shawn Michaels where he's still with sensational Sherry, but it's very fun to look back on with the uh, the early days of the Heartbreak Kid. But we move on to number thirteen. We got WrestleMania thirty three. I believe that this is the highest of any of our uh, of any of the Manias from like the last uh, five years or so. This was from Orlando, Florida from the, what's what's the goofy name they came up for that stadium? I'll let y'all figure it out. You can put it in the comments section below. But this is most remembered for the Hardy Boys returning to the WWE and having a great uh, ladder match to become the Raw Tag Team Champions. This is also remembered for
2: the New what? Day hosting the show?
0: No, no, no.
2: What?
0: No. what? The what? False. The false Yo, retirement of the Undertaker. It where he took off his hat, took off his and,
2: and left it in the ring. You're right.
0: BS. Uh, AJ Styles and Shane McMahon had a really good, great matchup to open up the show. One of the best openers It's in our top ten openers for WrestleMania in WrestleMania history. Mm-hmm. Uh, you also had, uh, I believe that's pretty much all uh, the highlights from the show. Uh, and, I, and like I said before, this is the best set that WrestleMania has ever had. WrestleMania 33 with the roller coaster coming in at number 12. We
2: got,
1: give me the green light. <laughs> Best song, give me the green light because <laughs> I really need to go, 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 go. Coming in
0: at number 12, we Come got, on, Wrestle- Christy. we got WrestleMania 20, WrestleMania 20 from 2004. We're back at the Madison Square Garden in New York City. This was headlined by Chris Benoit winning the World Heavyweight Championship, defeating HBK and Triple H in an epic uh, classic. Triple Threat Match, as well as Eddie Guerrero defeating Kurt Angle for the w- and defending his WWE Championship, and both men having one of the best endings to a WrestleMania ever. Uh, this is also remembered for John Cena winning his first title in the WWE, defeating Big Show in the opener to become the United States Champion, as well as Randy Orton, Batista, and Ric Flair defeating The Rock and Sock <laughs> Connection. This is this is one of my this is one of my low-key favorite WrestleManias, honestly. I I love the New York feel of it. This had the return of the Undertaker to the Dead Man gimmick. So a lot of great moments and matches from this WrestleMania.
1: Yo, remember when, when remember when they advertised the him and Kane match, how they advertised Undertaker as just the tombstone? Like he <laughs> was he was he was just the tombstone. It, you ain't even see what he looked like. You didn't even see what he looked like because he had cut his hair and shit,
2: so Were you happy? you came him? out as the dead man?
1: Oh, we knew it was coming. though. We, we knew it was it coming, but we it was—it was—it was—it
0: was fun. It was fun to have it, and Paul Bearer being in there definitely made it up. Made it up a little bit, a little bit bigger. And I think that this WrestleMania is as low and that it didn't hit our top 10, mainly because it has one of the worst matches in WrestleMania history as Brock Lesnar went one on one with Goldberg in front of the rowdy New York crowd.
1: The hot, the hot price of a high profile dream match like that shit in the bed like that really hurt this ranking. Mm hmm. So that, at- that should've, it should have been a top five WrestleMania. It should have yeah. been top five. Definitely yeah. coming in at number
0: eleven, we have WrestleMania three, the one of the the highest attended WrestleManias in history. Ninety three thousand people packed the Pontiac Silverdome to watch Hulk Hogan body slam Andre the Giant in one of the first, the probably the first ever WrestleMania moment that everybody remembers: Hogan slamming Andre and thank defeating you, him in the main set. What?
2: This is way too
0: high. This is way. This is not way too high. This had the, one of the biggest WrestleMania moments and one of the best WrestleMania matches of all time, as the Macho Man Randy Savage versus Ricky the Dragon Steamboat for the WWF Intercontinental Championship. It also but, had Roddy, Roddy Piper's retirement match as he defeated Adrian Adonis in a very good matchup. But he didn't uh, number really. Number five WrestleMania match of
1: oh, okay. all time. Okay. What number five for you? Yeah, that was number five. Number Pretty three. Tough. Okay. All right.
0: Coming in, this is the top 10. This is what you've been waiting for, folks. Top 10. The WrestleMania. cream of the crop. The cream of the crop. Starting off at number 10, we have WrestleMania 26. This is from Phoenix, Arizona. This is main evented by Career versus Streak. The Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels. The rematch. One of the best WrestleMania build Us of all time that was also in our top 10 it made the top 5 WrestleMania builders of all time and this is a classic matchup it also had Cena versus Batista for the WWF WWE championship it had Chris Jericho versus uh Edge for the World Heavyweight Championship CM Punk versus Rey Mysterio one of the better cards for WrestleMania that they've ever put together but a couple of low lights. I feel like it went a little bit long in the tooth. Uh, the opener was a, was a dud for the uh, tag team titles at Show Miz versus Morrison <laughs> and R-Truth. Uh, Batista and Cena did not get as much time as they uh, really sure. needed. And, as well as Punk and Mysterio also only got six minutes. They didn't get enough time. And Edge and Jericho could have been a little bit better. better. Coming in. And number nine, I'll get your thoughts on this one. This is WrestleMania 14, probably the Attitude Era WrestleMania right here. This is the one where Attitude Era really started. This is headlined by the Stone Cold Era, beginning as Stone Cold Steve Austin drops Shawn Michaels with the Stone Cold Stunner to become the WWF champion as uh, Mike Tyson Tyson. counts the one, two, three. This is also remembered for the first battle between Kane and The Undertaker and the dumpster Mm -hmm. match between Chainsaw Charlie and Cactus Jack. Versus the New Age Outlaws. Uh, Chrissy Love. What was your biggest highlight from this WrestleMania?
2: Definitely um, Sean and Stone Cold. That's why I put that ranking there. Living it. Being a kid. The Attitude Era. Sean. Stone Cold. Like the birth of him being so big. That story build up. Even like you thinking. Sean had no. No reason not to win. Because he had Mike Tyson in his corner. But. At the very end. He gets his ass kicked and uh Stone Cold wins. So it's it's so good. Uh, being a 14 year old kid, watching that is just amazing.
0: Top guy JJ, what was your
1: biggest low like from 14? Uh, um people might give me a little people might give me a little bit of shit for this one, but fucking who was at WrestleMania 14? I believe it was Pete Rose. Oh,
2: oh yeah! Oh, yes. oh yes! No, no, you're not gonna get no heat. You—that's you. Pete Brown. Oh, Pete Miles. Pete Mouse just got Tombstone. Pete no, no, that's- and
0: that was a, that was an excellent impersonation. You're not that very is- good with impersonation, but that was excellent.
2: That was wonderful. That was spot on, friend. Good job.
1: Wow, like, all right, can we get to the match? Can we get to why we saw, why we came to see Kane <laughs> to fight his brother? Correct. Get, the, get this fucker out of here, yo. Pit Pit Coming in at number eight, we got WrestleMania
0: 23 from Ford Field in Detroit, Michigan. This was headlined by John Cena defeating HBK Shawn Michaels in a great matchup for the WWE Championship. Uh, yeah. Probably a little bit better, I would say, was The Undertaker uh, defeating Batista to become the World Heavyweight Champion. Uh, that was a, a match that kind of exceeded everybody's expectations at the time. This is most remembered as one of the highest grossing WrestleManias and a lot of that is due to the Battle of the Billionaires as Vince McMahon went up against Donald Trump hair versus hair with oh uh, God. Vince being represented by Umaga, uh, Trump being represented by Bobby Lashley and it also had probably the most star stunted lineup to a Money in the Bank ladder match ever with rated RKO, The Hardys, um, Finley, Booker T, Mr. Kennedy, and CM Punk. Coming in at number seven, we got WrestleMania 31 from Santa Clara, California. This is the WrestleMania that was highlighted by the heist of the century as Seth Rollins cashed in Money in the Bank during Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns to become the WWE champion. This is also remembered for the greatest RKO in history as Seth Uh, Got his curb stomp reversed into the RKO. This is also remembered for Sting making his debut in the WWE as he versus Triple H in the Clusterfuck that was called the Monday Night Wars must return because we got a WCW guy in this matchup. But this WrestleMania is definitely a WrestleMania that exceeded all expectations because it's probably one of the weaker buildups to any WrestleMania in history, but it definitely exceeded all expectations. Coming in at number six, this is one we got to talk to top guy J.J. about because he feels like this is the most underrated WrestleMania. Number six is WrestleMania 21. WrestleMania goes Hollywood from Los Angeles, California. (laughs) This was headlighted by the coronations of both John Cena defeating JBL as well as Batista defeating Triple H to become the WWE Champion and World Heavyweight Champion, respectively. But it's also highlighted by one of the greatest matchups in WrestleMania history as the Heartbreak Kid Shawn Michaels versus Kurt Angle in a dream matchup. Also, you had Randy Orton versus The Undertaker, and you had the first ever Money in the Bank ladder match, as well as Rey Mysterio versus Eddie Guerrero on a WrestleMania.
1: Top guy JJ, why do you feel it's the most underrated, dude? You just literally took like almost all of my answers. Like this <laughs> card was that, that, and then. To me, this is everybody has a different feeling when it comes to wrestling matches. And this, in my opinion, this is his opinion. So it's I'm not that. Not to me, this was my number one WrestleMania match of all time with Kurt Angle versus Shawn Michaels. Mm. That was a wrestling masterpiece, like clinic for clinics. If you are a patient that is in need to learn how to wrestle, Put that bitch on, and if you get anything out of that match, you'll be successful. And just having Eddie and Ray on the card. Having and that the the Randy Orton and Undertaker match to me is so vastly underrated. It is so vastly underrated. And in my opinion, the greatest counter (laughs) of Randy Orton's career. Turning that chokeslam into a fucking full straight-up RKO like that just created moments out of and then the fucking how can anybody forget the build up to this shit the wrestlemania goes hollywood build up like like the everything about that card to me it was just a fantastic wrestlemania i am heartbroken that it is this low on the countdown
0: not <laughs> very Made the top ten, top six. Coming in at number five, just ahead of it is WrestleMania ten. This is the highest any oh, of the nineties so WrestleManias high. got. WrestleMania ten was from Madison Square Garden. This was headlined by Bret the Hitman Hart regaining the WWF Championship, defeating Yokozuna. But he started off the night in a classic against his little brother Owen Hart, where Owen defeated Bret in a classic, uh, a match that has so much realism to it, and it's yeah. so perfectly sound that it still lives up if you watch it in 2020, even though it happened in 1994. And yeah. it also had the show-stealer of all show-stealers, the first yeah. ever ladder match between Razor Ramon and the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels. What would you say is the better of those two
1: five-star matches to you, Miss Chrissy Love? The ladder no. match... Or- oh, oh yeah, yeah,
2: I have the cover 21, yeah. Boo-Boo. You got 10. Good. What's, your, I- what's I- the better of the two? I'd say the ladder match. Why? Mm. Mm. <sighs> because it just shows, like, the, the Razor Ramon and Shawn Michaels, they wrestled their asses off in that, that match, man. I feel like that the story behind it, like, everything in that match, they, and even if you heard, like, the behind the scenes from that match, like, that was the only ladder in that arena, and they tried their best not to break it. The ladder almost breaking during the match. It's just like overall great storytelling between those two guys.
0: For me. I agree. I agree. Coming in at number four, we got... Back at New Orleans, this is in 2014, WrestleMania 30. WrestleMania 30 is highlighted, of course, and remembered for the journey of Daniel Bryan as he defeats Triple H in the opener of WrestleMania 30 in a classic matchup. And then in the main event, defeats Randy Orton and Batista to become the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. In two great matchups from Daniel Bryan. But I think everyone remembers WrestleMania 30 for the end of The Undertaker's legendary streak. This was your number one WrestleMania of all time, Miss Chrissy Love. So tell us why.
2: Because of the streak, man. It, it was sad. Like, I was, I was like in disbelief. I was like, nah, he can't lose. Like, it's an actual streak for a reason. Like, it's like this because he keeps winning. And I was just like, I sat there and I was like, "Nah, he's not gonna win." And then he lost, and then he loses. I'm like, "Wait, what?" Just that's what made it like number one for me. Um, and the set was good. Just like where it was at, all of the above, but that's what made it number one for me.
0: I, 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 I had it in. Definitely had it in my uh, top three. Why would you say it was lower for you, uh, top guy JJ? Because you were the one that had this lowest out of all three of us.
1: Because the other manias just meant a little bit more to me in perspective. Because I felt like this story, the WrestleMania story, was mainly it got dominated by one man's journey, which was one of the best wrestling stories of all time. Um, it just I just felt like the other WrestleManias had a little bit more impact across the board. And those two things, obviously, come on, man, I'm not a fan of the Undertaker streak ending. So I'm not going to put WrestleMania high up and make it the fucking hierarchy one because I saw my guy lose his streak. But, you know, it, it, it's really high up there. Like, it's up there. Like, it's still one of our upper echelon WrestleManias. But just for me personally, I just it was other uh, there was other aspects in other manias that just as, as a combination of things took a little bit more effect for me. I think this is the one that's going to surprise people the most. Coming in at number three, we got WrestleMania
0: 24. Back in Orlando, Florida, this was main evented and headlined by The Undertaker regaining the World Heavyweight Championship against the rated R superstar, Edge. This was an eight-month culmination of a storyline where Edge casted Money in the Bank over the Undertaker, he got hurt. The Undertaker got hurt. Then they came back. Edge kept screwing the Undertaker out of the World Heavyweight Championship, leading to this classic. Probably, probably the most underrated of any matchup on the Undertaker streak. This is probably one of the best matchups he's ever had at WrestleMania. Uh, but this WrestleMania is most remembered for the final WWE matchup of the illustrious career of the Nature Boy. Woo! Woo! As he was defeated by, I'm sorry, I love you, the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels, in one of the most emotional matchups in the history of the WWE as a company. And it had one of the better sets of fun Money in the Bank ladder match, a fun WWE title match as Randy Orton defeated John Cena and Triple H. Why do you think, uh, either one of you, why do you think this WrestleMania doesn't get talked about as much as the others?
1: I'm actually one. I want to flip that to you, actually. I want to hear your perspective on this one because I that that WrestleMania match between Ric Flair and Shawn Michaels is probably the most underrated match of Ric Flair's life. And and he for somebody of his age and status, the match he put on with Shawn Michaels was a fucking
2: beauty. Yep.
1: So Anybody that would be surprised at how high this WrestleMania is ranked, watch the show. Yep. Then watch that match and watch the work of a man that is damn near 55 years old. Mhm. I mean, me myself
0: right. I had this I had this WrestleMania on DVD. I got I actually purchased the DVD <laughs> because so this is this is one I of my it, my favorite, This is one of my favorite WrestleMania is the retirement match here in in uh, HBK like I said is one of the most emotional matchups in WrestleMania history. Edge versus Taker is a top 5 WrestleMania main event ever. Ever out of all thirty-six WrestleManias, Edge and Taker is in the top five, and a lot of people don't talk about this match. Probably one of the best celebrity matches we ever seen is at this WrestleMania, as Floyd Money Mayweather defeated the Big Show in a David versus Goliath type of battle. JBL versus Finley in the opener, the Belfast Brawl, is a fun match. You see the you see the cover right there. Well, I, the know, I ain't lying.
1: This shit was the truth.
0: It, it was hot. My nephew nephew has my copy right now, so I can't show him mine. But we're going to move on to our top two. Our top two WrestleManias of all time. Coming in at number two, we go all the way back to 2003. 2003 from Seiko Field in Seattle, Washington. We have WrestleMania 19. Probably top to bottom, the most... WrestleMania in history. Main evented by Brock Lesnar defeating Kurt Angle to become the WWE champion with one of the most famous botches in wrestling history. Uh, You had the battle for who created WrestleMania as Hollywood Hulk Hogan went one-on-one with Mr. McMahon. You had the final battle between Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock. You had the show stealer that was just Michaels defeating Chris Jericho in a uh, student uh, student versus teacher type of battle. You had uh, Rey Mysterio versus Matt Hardy in the opener. A three-way matchup for the WWE tag team titles. Why do you think this is the most stacked Card in WrestleMania history, Top Guy JJ.
1: Top to bottom, like besides with the exception of the Undertaker's match because he got a shit deal out of this. Besides with the exception of his match, like every like, all right, you got Triple H versus Booker T. You had was it Randy or we had um, Ray Mysterio versus Matt Hardy. You had Brock Lesnar versus fucking Kurt Angle. You had Chris Jericho versus Shawn Michaels you 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 just had match after, after match, match mm-hmm. after fuck and it was like wait a minute how 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 can they fit this all on a card yeah and with the exception of maybe one of the matches everything delivered
2: yeah. the whole
1: card delivered like if the undertaker would have had a better opponent it would have been, they, been they, they they gave him they gave him the a train and 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 whoever the fuck picture <laughs> Like what the fuck? So it was, and then and then they brought out this bum Nathan Jones. That's the only reason why in my mind this isn't number one. They they fucked up Undertaker's match, so that's their blimp. That's their one mistake. But other than that, this card to me was fucking spot on. Spot on. Came very close to
0: overtaking on number one, but number one is of course WrestleMania seventeen, the culmination. Of the Attitude Era in 2001 from Houston, from Houston, Texas. It's headlined by one of the greatest main events in WrestleMania history, as Stone Cold Steve Austin regains the WWF Championship versus The Rock in a no disqualification matchup. This also has a technical masterpiece that was Kurt Angle versus uh, uh, Chris Benoit. This had a great, a good opener with William Regal versus Chris Jericho. This has one of the biggest stunt shows in WWE history, TLC2, Tables, Ladders, and Chairs, as Edge and Christian regain the WWF Tag Team titles versus the Hardys versus the Dudleys. Um, match after match, this card is just stacked. You have the Gimmick Battle Royal. You got Vince versus Shane. You got you got Eddie Guerrero versus Tess. There's not a bad match on this card. Pretty much, you can watch this card from start to finish. You won't have to skip anything. You'll enjoy it, and you get the Attitude Era in a nutshell. Even yeah. though... Even the Raven versus Kane versus Big Show match, it's just fun. It's one of the most fun matches you will ever see, hardcore title matches you will ever see. Uh, Chrissy Love, what's your greatest memory from WrestleMania 17?
2: Being a 17-year-old kid and just like being more aware of like the Attitude Era and like the whole thing. It's just like from beginning to end, like something like as a kid, like you was like, damn, I really love wrestling at that time. Like it was just something like us being like, I don't know if it was us being kids and we're teenagers, and not being like a bl- like being like blown to what's happening. But just living in that time where it was like a match after match of the match, which was just like unbelievable wrestling. Like you just like, I really love wrestling back then. And
0: what, what about you, Top Guy JJ, before we wrap up our ranking?
1: Wow. Wow. Like, <laughs> epic. Like, ep- Like seeing this live. Right. Like, I, I I just remember being there. And just, it's like, st- I'm starting from the main event. And just looking at my TV and just being in fucking shock.
2: I was just about to ask you, are you like, there? When, my no,
1: no, God, <laughs> I wish. When, when <laughs> Stone cold,
2: right. <laughs>
1: cold beat the rock down like a fucking... Slave. Like when he, <laughs> slave, he, 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 I was a slavery beating right there. When he took that chair, when he took, you know, he was hitting his legs, his back, his shoulders, his stomach, his feet, his hand. He just, anywhere on, anywhere the chair can make contact.
2: Yeah. He
1: just, he, and it was like, holy, what the fuck am I watching right now? Like, I've never been that shocked at an, at an outcome. And then the most underrated match that I don't think anybody ever talks about, which is another masterpiece clinic, is Chris Benoit versus Kurt Angle. Like, holy shit! Like, you want like you want your drama, then you want your wrestling, then you want your spectacle, then you get a fucking tables, ladders, and chairs match, then you want a hardcore match, then you want to get a fucking gimmick match with the fucking APA and the right to censor, like you any type of match you want is on this card like yeah. everything you want is in Wrestlemania X7 and they didn't miss X7. anything <laughs> x like right 17 X7 they missed nothing on this card, like that. Th- this is like if you look top to bottom, this card was spot on.
0: One hundred percent. It is definitely, in all agreements, the best WrestleMania in history. So that has been our True Hill Heat WrestleMania rankings from one to thirty-six. I hope you guys enjoyed it because we did a lot of work to put this together for Ooh, you guys. Put that. down. Put down in the comment section below if you disagree, if you feel like there's a WrestleMania that we rank too low or too high and where you would place it. And if you want, please put down below your rankings for all 36 WrestleManias. If you got the time like we did, put it down below. Please, let uh, us know.
1: Let us know. This shit was worth yeah.
0: A couple of plugs. True Hill Heat 68 is up on our YouTube channel so you can hear all of our thoughts and reactions from WrestleMania 36. A new edition of Ness XT. He's going to review the, the NXT that we went over on this episode. As well as Jimmy and Cash will go over all AEW Dynamite on the All Elite recap this weekend. And Dark Power is up on our YouTube channel right now. Check out all of our countdowns for WrestleMania week. Top five worst WrestleManias, top ten WrestleMania build-ups, top ten WrestleMania openers, and the top ten best WrestleMania matches. A new SmackDown with the Lynches. So she can, you our lovely Princess of all the true heels with her family is gonna break down all of the news and notes from SmackDown after WrestleMania. And an all uh and check out our all new Dark Side of the Ring Brawl for All review. Coming this, and that's up on the YouTube channel uh, right now, but you can check it out this weekend as well. Chrissy Love, Top Guy JJ, where can they find you on social media?
2: You can find me on Twitter, IG, uh, Facebook, Sensational Miss Chrissy Love, or Chrissy Love underscore, or Crystal Lynch. See you there.
1: All right, and for Instagram, for me, it's true here underscore top guy At Facebook, I'm Justin Johnson. And uh, yeah, I'm not going to keep promoting Twitter until I get a handle on it because I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing on it yet.
0: Yeah. On- Facebook, you can become a part of the True Hills group page, as well as like and support the Pro Wrestling Spotlight, Dirt Sheet Radio, or our friends at Battle Club Pro. You can also follow Battle Club Pro on the Twitter machine and Instagram, True Hill Heat. You can like and support us on Facebook. Uh, follow the Twitter page as well as the inter- Instagram page. On Instagram, I am True Hill underscore Epic SP3. And True Hill Heat is coming soon to anchor where we'll be available on all of your audio platforms for podcast enjoyment. So stay tuned to that. So for the lovely Miss Chrissy Love, for the resident True Hill alcoholic Top Guy JJ, it is me, it is me, your True Hill Phenom SP3. This has been the very aptly named True Hill Heat. 69. We are signing off until Trio Heat 70 next week. Signing off until
1: next time. Word Life.